This episode is brought to you by Only the Real Entertainment and Media Den Productions. Hey man, say man, we're going crazy. Uh, conference finals coming to an end. I just wanted to wait till both game threes were played, and we pretty much got the gist. I usually uh, don't like to speak until both game threes were played, and I definitely got the opportunity to do so. You will be hearing game four being played in the background, but don't worry. Uh, first, let's let's get the little stuff out the way. The Celtics. Y'all are cooked, sautéed, boiled, fried. However you like your food, it's the Boston Celtics. You guys were annihilated. Duncan put on the show. Gabe Vincent outscored Brown and Tatum, which I've never thought I would say in my entire life of living. But that's what occurred. They were beat down. Magic Johnson stated that in his 44 years of being associated with the NBA, that you guys were an embarrassment. Charles Barkley said you guys were an embarrassment. The team will be blown up. Joe Mazzulla will be fired. And we will be in the NBA Finals come Tuesday because it's over for you. You guys are done. Not going to spend too much time on y'all. Going to keep it short, sweet, and simple. It was nice while you tried. Marcus Smart tried to swing, and he missed, just like he's been missing all series long. And you guys are pathetic. You guys are beat up. You guys started game one and game two. Started out great. Walked out down both games. And number three was a pure massacre. Somebody needed to put the white flag on the floor. Our bench guys were coming in giving you guys the business. Our undrafted guys were coming in giving you guys the business. And you guys looked like you did not want to be there. It looked like a closeout game. Uh, there's no way, no how. Uh, I see this going any further than five. Maybe you guys get lucky on Tuesday. Who knows? But you guys are fried. Not going to spend too much time with y'all. Gave y'all too much, two minutes too many time. Uh, Lakers, Nuggets. That is a little bit more interesting. Uh, as you can see, first, I chose against my heat yet again because uh, I'm so hard on them. Um, because I'm a Heat fan, chose the Celtics to six. That proved to be incorrect. Now we move on to the West. I chose Lakers in six. I proved to be incorrect as well for a few reasons. Mo Bamba uh, is just now about to get his first minutes in. I'm not sure if he started or what have you. I'm just coming, um, just coming out to the crib. Um, and I think I thought it was going to be a big piece and utilized a lot. Um, I had no clue that uh, D'Angelo Russell would forget how to play basketball. Um, you're looking at a Vanderbilt who hasn't been getting the same amount of minutes due to this lack of shooting, which is very important because uh, LeBron James has been shooting pretty pathetic from the three-point himself. So now that you have two pieces who aren't quite the three-point threat that packs the paint, which can allow you to get a hand there and go back and contest in terms of 
controlling an Anthony Davis, who's seen some success in this in this uh, series due to the fact that Jokic is not an all-world defender, even though I've seen him throughout this series be a little bit more engaged than um, I've seen him in the past, uh, which is going to conduce to them being very successful as they very are their top, they're one of the four teams left in the uh, NBA to compete for a championship. Now, the discord, or discourse, I'm sorry, around this series has been that the Lakers have been in it every game and that um, when LeBron came back in 2016, uh, down 3-1 to the 73-1 Warriors, this has given them a lot of semblance of it. I don't see it. Don't see the Lakers winning two games in Denver because of the altitude, because of the fact that LeBron James looks hurt, because of the fact that Anthony Davis can be very inconsistent, because of the fact that, again, D'Angelo Russell seems like he forgot to play basketball, because of the rotations that Darvin Ham is sometimes presenting on the floor, which leaves me completely clueless, which leads me to believe that I overestimated his coaching acumen as opposed to a Mike Malone. Uh, with all of those things coupled, I think this is maybe over in five. Tonight may be a sweep if the uh, necessary adjustments are made. Um, and yeah, the Lakers will be out of there. Um, the media really wanted the Lakers and Celtics finals for their <clears throat> very long history. Um, they're both tied at 17 um, rings each. Um, so it would have been a nice story, but it's not happening. Um, I'm not seeing the Celtics um, getting back there anytime soon because I'm pretty sure they're going to blow up that entire squad. The Lakers, however, um, they do have a fighting chance if they keep some of their young pieces um, looking forward into next season. But I think both of those series are over. Um, you know, you never want to count LeBron out. Maybe there's a point one chance that he does it. If he does it, this will be definitely better, I should say, even more of an exclamation mark on his legacy if he's able to come back from 03 the first time ever, which I do not foresee. I want to preface that. Um, he's 38 years old. He's hurt. It's I don't see it. I don't see it. Look, I don't know about you, but I like my hoops unfiltered, especially if it's about that Miami Heat. Heat Nation stand up here. If you do too, then tune in to Real Hoops. There's nothing better than hearing straight up unadulterated talk about ball and all the chaos that comes with it. You can go find Real Hoops on all podcast platforms. Go enjoy and run it up for your boy. You're... This is going to be a very short episode. I want to get into real talk. So, um, the San Antonio Spurs got the number one overall pick. And like we've been covering... Uh, for the past few episodes, uh, on a pod, Victor Wimbenyama um, is the, by far, consensus number one pick. Um, and I just want to speak about expectations that the media is heaping on this gentleman. And also want to give credit to a player that we're, we just literally have been discussing. Uh, now, the discourse around Victor Wimbenyama is that he is the most hyped prospect ever. And... I really feel like a lot of us are setting him up for failure. Um, he's seven four, seven foot five with a handle, can shoot, plays defense as a mobile seven five because usually your seven fives are are pretty much lumberjacks and you could blow right by them. That's not the case. This kid is mobile because he's lighter, and because he's lighter, I fear for his lower extremities as I do with all big men. Uh, 
The number one overall pick, man, it's not always a for sure thing. You know, you can think of your few can't miss number one overall picks, and they're all timers. You know, uh, you could look at a Shaquille O'Neal who came in right away, easy. You look at a Tim Duncan who came in second year, won a championship, easy. You're looking at a LeBron James who's the number one scorer of all time. You're looking at Akeem Olajuwon. Um, you could pinpoint a few. But generally speaking, the number one overall pick doesn't go the best way that you possibly think. Anthony Bennett, Kwame Brown, Michael Oluwakandi. There's a few out there. Number one overall picks that didn't pan out due to, for whatever reason, you have a Zion who can't stay on the floor, even though he's uber talented. Um, what I really want to get into is that culture is important. You're looking at the juxtaposition of how the Memphis Grizzlies are ran and how the Miami Heat are ran. I'm not saying that because they're my team. I'm saying that because this is a fact. This Miami Heat team gives me 04 Pistons vibes. A bunch of dogs, super well coached, like they were well coached in Larry Brown. You have a dog in Tayshaun Prince. You have a dog who's one of the greatest power forwards of all time that people forget in Rasheed Wallace. You have the second greatest undersized big man in a Ben Wallace. If your name is not Ben Russell, you are not a better defensive undersized big man than a Ben Wallace. I'm looking at Ben Wallace now. He looks about 6'7". They listed him at 6'9", and I'm like, how? Like, people who listed less than him, he's it's, it's crazy. He was 6'8", six, six, if you want to give him 6'8", with the fro. 6'9", if you want to give him the fro. But he was small, strong as an ox. Uh, you had a Chauncey Billups super clutch. You had a Rip Hamilton who was fundamental in going uh, in those flare screens. And they just wanted it more than the Lakers did at that point in time. They were injured. They had some dissension among themselves. But the 4 Pistons took it to them in five games. And these Miami Heat team is giving me those remnants. And I say all that to say that culture is very important. That the coaching staff is very important. That the organization that you are playing for is very important. A lot of these picks are thrown into the fire and they are thrown into madness. The ownership doesn't quite know what they're doing. There are a few owners who are pretty much clueless. Uh, the general managers aren't putting the proper pieces around them that fit together, that like playing with each other. Um, and they're building up losing habits because they do not have a vet to say, hey, you can't do this or hey, this and that. And I can bring you back to a many vet veteran stories like a Charles Barkley to a Moses Malone and a Julius Irvin who had vets, who always shows up to his vets. Shaquille O'Neal had vets everywhere you turn. All time great players will tell you, you need vets. That's why when Kyle Lowry and Kevin Love came to this Miami Heat team, I never, ever sleep on the ability to have won a championship and played an integral part. Kevin Love was the third best player on a championship team, regardless of what the stats say. Kyle Lowry was the second to third best player on a championship team. And in order for you to win a championship, it is extremely difficult. And the knowledge that comes with winning a championship is uber important. Places like Houston. Don't have a veteran presence. Need a veteran presence. Places like OKC. Who do not have a veteran presence. Need a veteran presence. Orlando. Detroit. And then you have Memphis. 
what's going on with y'all. Don't want to get too much in deep into it. I already stated what I needed to state. You have a Steven Adams. Yes, he's a veteran. He's been around uh, a consummate professional that like Kevin Durant who shows up to work every single day. Like Russell Westbrook every single day. Pat Bev said on his podcast recently that Pat Bev used to beat him and LeBron to the arena. He's a consummate professional. He's been around that. He's been around winning. They went to the Western Conference Finals a few times. He was there. He witnessed all that. He acknowledges what it takes, but you're still young. You see what I'm saying? You still haven't won a ring. You still haven't gotten there. And that, along with the new generation of, I don't give a damn who you are, homie. And that's just how how, how we are. That's how we rock, you know? Uh, I'm not that much younger than, uh, I'm not that much older than John Morant, you know? So, vets are important is what I meant to say. You need Tim Duncan to be hands-on and show him how to be a consummate professional, a Manu, a Tony, a Boris, a Bruce Bowen, a David Robinson. But that organization and that culture is going to put him at the best possible position to succeed because of their infrastructure. It's already there. They're already five-time champions. They already come with Popovich, who's one of the greatest coaches of all time. So he has gone to the best situation ever. Uh, If he was going to an Orlando or going to where he doesn't have that infrastructure, I would be worried, which I'm still worried because injuries are a real thing. I hopefully they stop tanking for these number one picks, man. Hopefully, with the pairing of the Miami Heat and their success and their elite scouting, uh, as far as getting undrafted players and finding diamonds in the rough, will wake up some of these owners to invest into your scouting reports, invest into your scouting team, because your scouting team can uh, essentially save you coins on the dollars, which a lot of them don't want to go into the luxury tax. If you don't want to go into the luxury tax and you still want to be important, it is important for you to have that infrastructure to allow your players to succeed at the highest level. Because these, again, like I stated on every podcast, are the 400 best players in the entire world. So if you're not official, you would get your butt kicked. If you don't have a culture, you will get your butt kicked. You will fail. I'm happy for Victor Wimbyama, Popovich, Spurs. Big respect. That's it for me today. Y'all enjoy the rest of y'all night. It's Cinderella, baby. Heat and four, baby. <laughs>